doing this. Abby's reached her limit. Let's I'm, give it a shot and see okay. what happens. Is your phone going to die on us? Okay. Yeah. I mean, we have till my phone dies. Here we go. Ding, 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 ding. No, we do not need that. Pastor Joe. And I'm Kirsten. We've served in church leadership for over two decades. And most of that, we've been on staff together. We're here to talk about our faith, family, and ministry. Welcome to Under the Hood. Hey, we're in the Holy Land. We are in the Holy Lands. It is me, Joe, Kirsten, and... Abby. We're all in the Holy Land. We're actually in Tel Aviv. No, we're not. <laughs> we don't know where we are. We're in, we're in Jerusalem. Jerusalem. We're in Jerusalem. Listen, it's been a long. We have eight had a days. wonderful tour. It's been amazing, but it's been long, and we're tired. This is this is our last day, last night, and we've had such a great trip. At least I have. It's been an amazing trip. The flight over here, though, it was a long flight. It was about what was it? Twelve hours in the air. Ten and a half. No, I think it crossed eleven. I think it did cross the left. Did it really? Yeah. Why did it take us so long? And here's the problem: the the flight. I can sit on an airplane, no problem. But the pro, but it, because we, you know, Israel is eight hours in front of us, so we left in the morning, and flew all day, and got there in the morning, Israel time. So it's almost like a day vanished. Mm-hmm. And so, to me, I can't sleep on a plane. I just, I can't get comfortable. And and unfortunately, on this 11 and a half hour flight, the first two hours were great. You know, I felt like I had plenty of leg room, which is not common for a guy like me. And then the dude in front of me decided to lay a seat back. And there must have been something. That dude was in my lap. And he was happy as a bug. And I was annoyed for eight straight hours. <laughs> His seat leaned so far Jesus down. Jesus did not come out of you. No, he you did not show Jesus. He leaned to him. so far back that the little TV screen that was in front of me was hard to see. Because you know that the TV screen it leans back a little bit, but it stays right in front of you. This thing, I was like, and Kirsten can tell you, like for every hour that clicked by, the more annoyed I got. And but anyway, we made it. It was a it it we made it. Abby, <laughs> Abby came too. Yes, I did. So now we've drug her into doing a podcast. <laughs> really, she came up and knocked on our door and was like, "Hey, we need to record a podcast." Yeah, right. No, it's <laughs> it's nine o'clock on our final night, and we had an emotional day. It was a very emotional day. A roller coaster of a day. But, hey, but before and- we talk about the day, we should just kind of walk back to the very beginning. I think that'd be good to kind of walk because the reason it was such an emotional day is because it all built up to this day. It, for at least from my point of view, some of it was that. Well, it was some <laughs> other things too. We'll be talking about that in a minute. But, but you know, we landed, and then for us, many of us, like myself, I probably got a total of an of one hour of sleep broken Maybe. up over like two two minute segments over right. an eleven hour period of time. Yeah. I was not rested, but I was pretty amped when we got here. Got on the bus, and we. Took off for Tel Aviv because we came in two groups. No, we took off for we landed I mean, in Tel Aviv. We, we took, took off, off for Jaffa. Jaffa, and we got to tour Jaffa, which was amazing. I've never Jaffa been up there. slash Jaffa in the Bible. Okay, pop right. quiz: What happened in Jaffa? Get, tell me one thing about Jaffa that corresponds with the Bible. Go Jonah. That's right. And Dorcas is from there. Yep. 
And isn't that where um, Peter had the vision of the clean and unclean? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That church? Yep. Yeah. So it was beautiful. I mean, what the a way to be introduced. Was incredible. To, yes. We could overlook the beautiful beaches. It's right on the coast of the Mediterranean Sea. And that blue is a blue I have never seen before. The one thing that I will not remember or will not forget, though, is they had decided to drain the sewer that day. (laughs) And I thought, I'm always going to associate that smell (laughs) now with Jaffa. Poor Jaffa. Anyway, no, it was it was gorgeous, and then we headed back to. But we were all walking zombies at that point. Oh, it was yeah. hot and sunny, and we were all just kind of <laughs> shuffling our feet through through the tour. It was a wake up call. But yeah. we were in a sense just killing some time until yeah. the second group got there, and we, uh, we took so many people went on this trip that we had to take two different flights. So some went on one flight, and then another group came on the next flight. So we picked them up that evening, and then. Um, headed back to our hotel for dinner. That's right. And then the other group joined us and they got there right before dinner. And we all had like a a big dinner together. It was great to have everybody there. And then the real tour started. And uh, we took off for Galilee. And we spent a couple days around Galilee and it was amazing. I'll just kind of highlight a few of the things that we saw. Um, We we started by going to Caesarea Maritima. And here's what was was cool. I'm just going to interlude something here. I mean, go. So, go you know, I preached the Unearth series last year. Yeah. It was fun for me to go to all these places where these archaeological things were found and actually show people, hey, do you remember when I talked about Pontius Pilate and that they found this stone and it confirmed that he was a real person and, and mm-hmm. not made up and then actually see the place where they found that mm-hmm. and where he lived and all of that stuff. So we went to Caesarea. There's a huge Colosseum there. And a whole bunch of stuff right along the coast. We got our first group picture there. And it was just an awesome, I mean, awesome thing. And and I had people, it was really cool. I had people come up to me and say, hey, you preached about that, didn't you? I'm like, yes, I did. And I had That's a good memory. Cool. That's cool. We got to go to, um, I'm trying to remember our first day. Man, that seems so, so long, long ago. ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you, we, we went to Caesarea Philippi. And then after we left there, we went to Megiddo. Megiddo. And that was another one of those. It was an ancient city. Mm-hmm. And, and it goes back. There's 25 layers of, of, uh, of civilizations. So they dig down. like So they show you where they dig down in all the different civilizations and all the different people that have lived there. But what was really impressive about Megiddo was that they had built this, this uh, um, tu- well, we would call it a tunnel. But it was an aqueduct, really, to bring water in. And mm-hmm. the engineering... Was that was phenomenal. amazing. Yeah. And we walked this tunnel, and I appreciated going down there because it was cooler. Oh. And that, that was I think great. I took a video of the whole thing, too. You did. Maybe we through. can post that in some of the show notes. Yeah. But. I love taking pictures and video of it all. And then we went, went to the Nazareth Village. Was that the first day? Yeah, I think so. Well, we did go to the Nazareth Village, and it was really cool. Those people love the Lord, and they vol- I think most of them, if not all of them, volunteer their time to make it feel like the streets of Nazareth back then, the farmers. The- no, I know it was on that first day because we went from Caesarea Philippi to Nazareth to the Sea of Galilee, and we saw the route that Jesus would have walked. Oh. And we learned that it was a day's walk from Nazareth to the Sea of Galilee. Oh, yeah. 
And so, but that but, was a, a recreation of a Nazareth village. It was, it was fun. Yeah. No, it was really interesting. That That's for sure. And then we crashed. And then the next day, we went around to, uh, um, do you remember the name of the town? Capernaum. Capernaum, where we got to go in a church that they built above Peter's house or Peter's mother's house. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. where Peter's mother-in-law was healed, where Jesus healed her. And then they built this incredible church on top of that. And then we got to walk around the ruins. And that's where there was a, a what was it, a fourth century synagogue or fifth century synagogue built on top of the first century foundation. So we know that Jesus visited all the synagogues around the Sea of Galilee, taught in them. So he had to have taught there. It was funny. That was a funny time for me because our tour guide had pointed out a wall and said, now that wall over there, it's only like a hundred years old. It's not old at all. And I kind of chuckled because it made me go, you know, if something were to be a hundred years old in our country, they'd be like, that wall is a hundred years old. Very um, fragile. Yeah. Don't touch it. But here it's totally different. They don't rope hardly anything off like if it's 2000 years old they're like yeah come walk on it yeah touch it like obviously we couldn't walk through peter the the ruin a lot of the ruins that they're like um i say ruins but you know what i mean the stuff that they are excavating and and stuff um peter's mother-in-law's house is built a, a, um is underneath the church is above it so we were looking through glass so there's some things that we can't walk through but there's a lot of stuff still that's just it's not encased it's not roped off you just walk through it touch the stone walk through that that's that was amazing to me. So that was a great town. Then we went to the Mount of Beatitudes, where Jesus delivered the Sermon on the Mount. Then we went and visited Magdala, which is really it's. I went there back in 2017, and incredible archaeological dig site found. It was the hometown of Mary. Another fascinating one of the old, you know, one of the few remaining first century synagogues was there. I think it was neat to be in Galilee just to see what it was like for Jesus's ministry and and the to, topography the geography the whatever you want to call it just imagining when he says you know he went up on the hill to pray you can imagine him being at the top of that hill just looking down at the sea of galilee the lake basically is what it is but lunch to that pray. day lunch that day was Something. Yeah, what did you have, Abby? A St. Peter's fish. You, <laughs> did you like it? No. Scales Abby, and Abby, all. Abby, why didn't you like it? Because you like fish normally. I do. It was just a whole fish, just roasted, eyeball, everything. I swallowed a bone. <laughs> um, oh, and it came with french fries. <laughs> fish and french fries. Like Jesus food. Yes. And uh, you could break the tail off and eat it like a potato. <laughs> and I think I think um, Nicole, who I was sitting with that day, she did. She, she did. Was, no, yeah. she's who told us. Yeah, crunching away on the tail of the fish. But yeah. yeah, that was that was our lunch. Then after that, we went to Caesarea Philippi. And up I may north. Have, up north. I may have said there's a lot of Caesareas. It was Caesarea Maritima that we went to before. This Caesarea Philippi. Do you remember? The amazing encounter that Jesus had there. Um, just recall with Peter, he said, "Who do the people mm-hmm. say I am?" And mm-hmm. Peter said, "You are the Rock." And on you know, uh, you know, and on this, the gates of Haiti will not overcome it. And that was pretty awesome to see all the idol worship that was happening up there. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, to have that incredible declaration. And that's where the creek, I think the the river, the Dan River, um, or a spring flows into make the Jordan River. Right, um, was up there. And then we went and saw the. Um, um, the, what was the next place? Chorazim. The ruins of Chorazim, which was fascinating. And then we ended the day. It was an interesting boat ride. We ended the day on the Sea of Galilee. Yeah. So we toured yeah. all these little communities around the Sea of Galilee. Then we ended up on the boat ride. What made that boat ride interesting is, A, it was called the Jesus Boat. Yes. And so we got on it, but we had... Well, we went to see the Jesus Boat, which was an archaeological boat that i understand but they call it the jesus boat experience because that's on the certificate however we had four couples renew their vows that was awesome yeah it was it was really cool and then we then the jesus boat turned into the party boat (laughs) (laughs) well the the guys driving the boat were like well in weddings in our culture we dance and sing as they turn on the music they taught us a lot of dance and so then they turned on jewish um music to dance to and taught them a traditional Jewish um, dance. And so they were dancing on the boat uh, for this little reception they had. And then we ended this Jesus boat experience with Sweet Caroline. I mean, come on. I was sitting there going, I can kind of feel sacrilegious a little bit. But everybody sang and danced. It was a good time. Then we went to bed because we were all zonked. Then the next day was Sunday. And we started. That was amazing. We started the day with um, church service, right by the Jordan River. So the Sea of Galilee is just, I mean, the Jordan River runs through all that. But then we drove right over to the Jordan River where they believed this is probably the closest spot that Jesus was baptized. Nobody really knows. Well, no one knows the spot, but it does say the Jordan River. Jordan River. And so this would have made sense to be near this spot in the Jordan River. And so there is a place that you can go. I don't think that's the spot. I don't even think. I'm not saying that was the spot. On a future episode of Under the Hood Podcast, we're going <laughs> to dig into the archaeological, biblical record of where it actually happened. But I, I was just trying to say, until you rudely cut me off. Okay, but here's what we need to it tell everybody about. It makes sense that that would have been close to the spot right. or a spot. Incredible it was thing. In the Jordan incredible River. thing happened at the, at the Jordan River. 14 people from our group who had never been baptized, got baptized in the Jordan River. Mm-hmm. So, now, some of them were, bapt- you know, sprinkled as babies. and Well, it was and 14 plus one. Would you, Abby, Abby, <laughs> tell us about the plus one. <laughs> Come on, Abby. Well, we gained a, a group member right off the bat, sitting next to Neil. This just very eager-looking person. Uh, he was dressed in the white robe, just like the others who were getting baptized, and he had traveled from Japan, and he was here at the Jordan River to be baptized. And, and he did not care who baptized him. He didn't him. care. He saw you get in the water, and he was in line. So, <laughs> yes, like, so I, I looked down He's there. like, is this where I go? Well, I saw that we had picked up a plus one, and I was like, who's that? Our tour guide, was uh, Colby, was standing next to me. I'm like, I think we picked up an extra. And he goes, yeah, I think so. And and um, he was from Japan, and one of our guys talked to him. He had become a Christian, and he flew to the Holy Land to get baptized in the Jordan River. That's so What cool. incredible commitment is that? And um, <laughs> he did not get the memo 
that you should wear clothes underneath the robe. Does this part really need to be in the podcast? <laughs> and the robes are white. And the, very the robes thin. are made out of the very. same material as pillowcases. The really cheap pillowcases <laughs> <Yeah>. that you get. <laughs> you can use your imagination. It was, it was honestly, it was a really neat experience because we were having our little worship service down there and and this gentleman joined us and i thought he was a kid and then i found out later that he was actually about a 35 36 year old man Uh and um he looked very young but he felt so comfortable to come sit and join us for our worship service and get in line with everyone else and 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 joe asked him are you here to be baptized he's like yes so (laughs) we'll have to show you this video um in our show notes because it's just so sweet that um he (laughs) came all the way from i I believe it was japan all the way to be baptized like we show in church we're gonna have to use some pixelation (laughs) oh come on (laughs) the black square i was i was doing the filming i can promise you i didn't film anything like that well we visited a lot of cool things that day i think the whole for me the incredible thing is at the end of the day when we went to the Qumran valley Mm. and we saw where the dead sea scrolls were found and then we made our way down where we stayed at our hotel that night um at uh in right on the dead sea now kirsten talk about we got there and then what did we all do as a group we all went and got in the water at the dead sea and floated and that literally so floated. Cool. Literally, yeah. It was like um, floating down a river in a tube, if you've ever done that. And you just, you know, put, put, put your, feet, your up. feet up and your arms up over the inner tube, but you didn't need an inner tube. It yeah. Was so cool. It's impossible to sink. There's so much salt. You just, you're just buoyant. You just float. Yeah. There's nothing living in there. But you know what caught me? I, of course, I've seen it before, but it's called the Dead Sea. But isn't it a beautiful sea? Oh, it's so beautiful. You know what caught us as we're driving along it, because we were next to it for a long time. Even the Dead Sea Scrolls are literally right next to the Dead Sea. Um, So we were driving along the Dead Sea for quite a while. But there's no boats on it. There's no one out there. It is literally the calmest, most peaceful thing to look at. Um, it's it's really beautiful. And then on the other side of it is the country of Jordan. And it's mountainous. And it's a, it's a beautiful area. Just yeah. beautiful. That was a lot of fun. For me, that was one of the highlights of the trip. Just as far as just, hey, that was really fun. Mm-hmm. And you a know? lot of people from the group went out and floated and, and got to experience it. It was a lot of fun. And the next day we went to uh, Masada, which was a, an old Roman fortress the Jews took over during the revolt. Learned a lot there. We rode the trolley up to the top. It's beautiful up there to get the views. Then we all went to ride camels. Abby, what was your camel riding experience like? It was awesome. I loved it. Did you name your camel? No, we didn't name ours. I guess our, ours was named Donovan. Now, I did not ride the camel this time because six years ago, I did ro- ride the camel, and that memory is strong. And um, <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that means. That, that memory is so... Funny story. So... Six years ago, um, I went with a group that Ron Carter um, and I were leading together, and um, Ron did not get on a camel. And I said, Ron, you going to ride the camel? He goes, nope, done it before, I'm good. 
And I kind of laughed at that going, oh, come on, Ron. And he goes, no, really, I'm good. And he goes, you'll know why when you get back. And I got back and I'm like, my back was hurting. My hips were, my hips weren't made for camels. And and he laughed and he goes, now you know why I didn't ride the camel. So I got to be that guy this time. Joe, you're going to ride the camel? No. Nope. Nope. Why not? Well, you'll know why when you get back. <laughs> Are you glad you rode the camel? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's I an experience for sure. Mm. Especially in the desert. Yeah. That's what made it cool. I mean, it's not, it's not like and we're then we took a little trucking through the desert without water and anything. <laughs> like, I mean, it's like a 15 minutes out. It's not even 15 minutes out. It's like seven minutes out, seven minutes back. And we took a little detour. I can't remember the name of this town. Was it Marsha? Marsha? Anyway, they had pit, the, the ancient people there raised pigeons mm. down the caves. Mm. Oh, that and, was interesting and, and, and kind of gross. kind of gross some of our people out. Somebody, I heard them say we're down this cave. They go, we should not be breathing in all this poop here. <laughs> well, <laughs> I felt like I was in a, we were in a pigeon porta potty. Yeah. Can I just stop there real quick and let you know that I got locked in the bathroom there and everybody <laughs> was on the bus waiting for me and I was literally stuck in the bathroom. <laughs> I'm like... I wonder. We gonna leave I you. wonder when they're gonna notice I'm not with them, and I didn't know they were getting back on the bus. I thought you guys were going off to see something else. So I, they were like these metal doors in this country. The public restrooms, the doors go really high up and really either to the floor or almost to the floor. Mm -hmm. So it's not like in in the states we could crawl under if we got stuck in, in desperate times. No, I was stuck in there in a metal door with a metal lock. And I'm like, I can't get out. So I texted Joe and we didn't apparently have cell service at all. So that didn't go through. And I started going, well, should I just sit back down and start playing games on my phone and see when they're see when they come rescue rescue me? Um, about five minutes later, I was able to kick the door out and get out and then i was like thanks a lot joe and he's like he was really upset what i kept saying we're not gonna leave you and i was like how am i supposed to know i didn't even know they were on the bus anyway well it's, i got locked in the bathroom there and i there, won't forget the pigeon that, potty porta potty i know but you, you made it you survived you're here to tell the story here to tell the story <laughs> and we went to bethlehem and saw the place of jesus's birth and that was really that cool. was chaos it, honestly that was an interesting one for i got me. some really cool pictures of us all going down in the cave as a group and that was hundreds group. of people show up and want to be there and it, it is interesting just cultural differences in what a line means the the coffee shop we stopped at had the pope's mobile when the pope visited the holy land what was it back in 2000 or 1999 they had the car that rode him around town in a glass display it was crazy it's just so random it was like the coffee shop oh go up on the roof and you see the car it's okay and the chair that he had was a barbershop chair right in the back of the car yeah that was weird then we went down the shepherd's field and i had a lot of people tell me the shepherd field were one of the highlights because yeah. uh, we sang in the church there. Oh, yeah. And yeah. this is where they, they believe the shepherds I got wounded. Were. You did get wounded because we crawled to a cave down there. That was really actually, I'm not upset I did that. It was a lot of, it was a lot of fun. And then finally, we made our way to Jerusalem. And this is where we've been for the last three days, four days. Yeah. And we have seen everything. Abby, what was your impression when we finally got to the Mount of Olives and we oh. looked out over the city and you could see the whole, I, mean, it's, I call it the postcard shop. Yeah. 
that that it's it feels like a dream because you've seen that shot whenever Jerusalem's mentioned that's the shot that's mm -hmm. the photograph and to be standing there in front of it was just I mean I, I don't think it's even hit me fully mm -hmm. everything we've seen mm -hmm. I it's still sinking in oh for sure so, yeah because we went from there we walked down the Mount of Olives and we made our way down to the Garden of Gethsemane and some of these incredible olive trees some of them are over a thousand years old but what's interesting is they're the offspring of the trees that were there when Jesus was there because these olive trees just keep new shoots keep coming out and and Jesus was there that was special and then we visited now, some when of the we, you say the Garden of Gethsemane it's interesting because one thing that took I think Abby and I back the most is every little place like the church of the nativity in Bethlehem where Jesus was born and the garden of Gethsemane. These are all church buildings. Right. These are all like very ornate church buildings that are not necessarily Christian churches. Right. Um, some of them are Greek Orthodox, Catholic, all kinds of stuff, but um, they're very overly done and so nothing's rustic and natural. Right. So you weren't like walking through a beautiful or a sad, even a sad garden. It was just a church building is in well, that like, place now. Like today we're at the Church of the Holy Sepulcher and there's like nothing about that that shouts Jesus died here. No. You know, now you go over the garden tomb. The garden tomb was, yeah, totally different, which was a breath of fresh air mm -hmm. honestly but yeah so when when we say all these spots there there is a church building or something there to represent these places even even the shepherd's field there's a church building there and that's where joe referred that we um referenced that we that we sang it was sound we sounded amazing because yeah. the acoustics were amazing but there's always a church building there now and i think you said they they're they had like, to purchase those properties so that, that they could own it and, and have something there. Then we did, went all over the city of David and went down and went underground. And, and this is where everybody got to finally see the tunnel, the you know, Hezekiah's tunnel. Yeah, I That's preached cool. about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people were excited to see it. And we chose not to walk the tunnel just because you'd have to bring, you know, some water shoes and a change of clothes and because you're going to get wet. And I'll be honest with you. Looking at the entrance to Hezekiah's tunnel, I'm like, nah, I don't want to walk. That, that water was gushing fast. The water, it looked like the entrance of a dark water slide, honestly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a dark tunnel, and it looks like it's the gushing water at the top of the water slide. So um, you have to be really comfortable in caves, I would imagine. And you have to be in, really comfortable in a water slide and a dark one at that. So We had um, a couple people that were getting claustrophobic in some of the caves that we... Yeah. Oh, for so sure. Our group would not have done well. I'm know, okay as long as we get stuck in there. They said the water height for Hezekiah like is... Like stuck in line, I mean. Not like stuck, stuck. But oh, like yeah, yeah. in a line waiting for people in front of you to go and you're just kind of stuck there. No, the, I had some... some uh, I was on a mission when I went through the cave at the shepherd's field i was the third one i was like i'm i'm getting right in front because i do not want to get stuck behind someone i ended that up that one straight. was tough it was that, a little tough it was long and we were just still in yeah. there for and too you had, long you had to crouch down <laughs> yeah you couldn't stand up in that one but um the hezekiah's tunnel they have something posted of how high the water level is because i uh, think it fluctuates okay. and they were showing that for me 
I'm five four. It would have been um, above my knee, probably to my size. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do that. Then we went up to the Western Wall. What do you think when you first saw the Western Wall? Because that's another one of those postcard shots. Yeah, the, the most holy place to a Jew. Yeah, I, the Western Wall was exactly how I thought it would look and yeah. be. It was a religious place for religious people and. So that's interesting. How do you ladies feel about all the different gender separation? Men this way, women that way. You, women can women can never go on the, the the men's side. There were a couple things even today when we went to David's, David's tomb. tomb mm-hmm. um, men were had one entrance, women had another, and it was very interesting to me. Apparently, the women can't be in the synagogue either, right? And that's why there was separation. But I'm not surprised by it because. It's their culture. Because um, I was thinking about instituting some of that at New Life. <laughs> here's the women's entrance, and here's the men's entrance. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> Let me know how how things work out for you. You know, I took. <laughs> it wouldn't last long. Hey, I took the boys down to the wall, and we all prayed together. We prayed oh. for Neil and his future, and and asked God to mm-hmm. guide him and bless him, and prayed for Brock too, and that was special. That's neat. And, then we took and some- I wish I could have been a part of that. <laughs> However, I'm a woman. And went to That's the woman's right. side you, because I... Because God can't hear your prayers on the men's side. I know. No, it was it was actually really interesting because not everybody was like this. And I think it's a specific belief. But some of the women wouldn't turn their back to the wall. Right. So they walked away from the wall walking backwards Mm. for a very long time and we were all quietly trying to be respectful about it and pointing out like did you see that and not try and be obnoxious about it because i would want someone to be respectful in my place of worship and so we were trying to be respectful to them but um so it, it was just interesting to see that and there were a lot of girls and women sitting there reading um their scriptures and and then Torah. we took some tours of the, the walls and we went underground. That was really fascinating. There was then, a lot of walking yes. that day. But but we did get to go through the open market in Jerusalem and you love that. I absolutely love I would come back just to spend a week in the old city of Jerusalem and walk the just market. Walking all through the and the, sit the, and drink a cup of coffee and watch people and don't you agree? Great people watching. Oh, right. Great people Probably watching. the best people watching. I think one of and my photography. F- like, oh, if you love yeah. photography, you need to come to Old City Jerusalem and oh, plan a yeah. week. So much photography. What I think is funny is that, because Kirsten's a little bit of a germaphobe. She can't handle peach. She has a hard time with buffets because you have to touch the spoons that other people touch. And somebody hands her something with like without tongs or just barehanded. Well, we're in a totally different culture, and there's a totally different. And I had planned for that, so I have tried to be a little bit more like not myself. Somebody will hand you a piece of food without even thinking about it, and um, and so we're down the market, and some guy waves us over, and waves us over, and and he's got some kind of food. That his little stand outside of his little—it was like a baklava ball. You got to understand; these are there's like hundreds of stores lined up side by side. Half of them sell the same stuff. The other one does. But I was fascinated by this little. Bakery. Anyway, he goes, "You, you want to try? You want to try?" And you're like, "No, no, no!" And he picks it up and he hands it to you. I was like, "Oh, geez. and I knew you weren't. You were trying to. How do I not be rude? But you just <laughs> sucked it up. Took a bite. Took a bite. Hopefully, where his fingers didn't touch. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and 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 then uh, I gave the rest to Neil. And um, he'll eat anything. From but even today, I got an iced coffee, and the man grabs a open straw and pokes it in the drink, and I thought. Don't touch my straw. But then the next store over, you made eye contact. The problem is you don't make eye contact with the store owners. They'll, they'll come after you. And so some this guy was selling all these different spices. spices. And so he was like, try this one. And he'd scoop it up and he'd pinch he'd pinch a little bit and, and put it in her hand. And I'm like, oh, I started taking pictures like this should be good. And <laughs> yeah. And, so, and it was, it was, I, but I love that kind of like the whole thought of it, but the thought of him touching he started using the scoop the scoop was better and then kind of just give me a little bit yeah but those stalls i followed along this little boy with his father right in front of me no those open stalls yes. of all the spices the little boy's just playing putting his fingers in each <laughs> box and playing with them as he goes by oh my we're happy and i was like oh, now they're gonna come by with a scoop and take it home oh my goodness. a little boy's fingers too come on <laughs> you know that finger's been <laughs> <laughs> or worse. So, anyway. Thanks, so Abby. You're welcome. Kirsten, she goes, hey, I need five bucks. So for what? And he's selling me some spices. What the heck are we going to do these spices? So, he hands her this little teeny bag that couldn't be worth more than a quarter. And I'm like. It's true. I'll just like, show you. He just ripped you off. I'm going to have to. I'll get a picture of it so I can post it. It, it is like a 50 cent bag of spices I paid five dollars. So, I, I enjoyed looking at some of the t-shirts that a lot of t-shirt salesmen. Um, one of my favorites was. Guns and Moses. <laughs> and there was another one called Jiu-Jitsu. Jiu-Jitsu, yes. Anyway, there was some... I had to go back and say, when we went to the Western Wall, we got to go downstairs to the um, original, a lot of the original or close to the original arches into the entryway of the old temple. And they made a model, and we got to go see the model of like back when it was originally built well what they think that was a cool versus model. what the what it is today it was it was fascinating to me because i'm a visual learner i could see it it made sense and that was that was really neat and the people the we had a guy named joe who was our leader and he was so passionate about everything he got to share with us about it and i was like joe where are you from and he's like st louis <laughs> <laughs> so they come from the states even to serve and do those positions but it was fascinating to learn all about this history that took place just just in one little tiny small area right next to the western wall on the bottom Abby, what do you think of the Holocaust Museum? Oh, that just leveled me, which I've been to another Holocaust Museum before, but oh, it's just heartbreaking. I just, I don't know. There's no words. Did you need more time or did you have enough time? No, I only made it through maybe half of it before they were saying, this room is closing, like you're out of time. So yeah, we I got just there got, at the end of the day. Yeah. And then we had just seconds to walk through the children's memorial, which just broke me into. I think a lot of other people too. It was just yeah. um, sobering. Yeah, we were running short on time, so we didn't prep our people mm -hmm. um, that what they were listening to as they walked through, they're listening to the, the names of names. all the children being read out loud mm -hmm. um, as you walk through it. And there's, it was just, yeah. I got to the 
what they call the book of the or the room of names in the actual museum mm. and i think i fell apart this yeah. is a room it that was, contains books full of all, yeah, all the names it's of not just died. names you know i've been to the 9-11 memorial and stuff like that and there's the list of names this is like books of names and i literally was like trying to gasp for air to like pull myself together because I'm like I'm in this public museum literally having this almost meltdown because I'm like it was so overwhelming to see not just a list of names books and books this entire huge room mm -hmm. full of books of names it just hits different and it's just Israel, like doesn't it? holy cow so Luckily, Joe ran in with some news that there was a celebrity nearby, and <laughs> I was able to pull my my tears into. Okay, what's going on? So but. Brock, my son Brock, well, our whole family, we're huge Lord of the Rings. Fans. I'm not. Well, you're not, but you don't know what's good. Um, huge Lord of the Rings families or family, and as we were walking, uh, somebody in our group pointed out that uh, Andy Circus is in the museum, and if you don't know who Andy Circus is, he's been in a ton of movies. And he was, he played Gollum in Lord of the Rings. So Brock was way ahead of our group. He had already exited the museum and we're leaving and we're getting on the bus. I said, hey, Brock, did you see Gollum back there? He goes, what? Andy Serkis. He goes, where? It's Andy. And he started heading back in. And I knew that Andy had walked into the bookstore. And so I, Brock, we got to go. He goes, no, I want to go see him. And I knew this was a once in a lifetime opportunity. So I walked with Brock into the bookstore. And we walked in. There was Andy and his wife and their private tour guide. They were just kind of mingling around. Andy was holding a couple books. And I said, excuse me, Andy. And he turned around. He goes, yes. And I said, can I introduce you to the world's biggest Lord of the Rings fan? And he goes, of course you can. And I introduced Brock to him. And he was gracious to give us a picture. And he's all smiles and and did not act like we were bothering him at all. And 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 seemed pleased that somebody in Jerusalem recognized him and because uh, he's this famous movie star and uh, and then Brock was on cloud nine walking out of there. I was like guys can you remember where we're at and like we'll talk about this later. It was <laughs> in the bookstore the museum was I know over. I know but I was like I don't want to be disrespectful to anyone but I, I knew that there was like this strange emotion of how cool to like walking through the kids memorial i was like okay anyway then we headed over we got to visit the uh the museum of the of the scrolls mm -hmm. saw the dead sea scrolls then we did the stations of the cross ending at the uh the uh um i lost i lost the name the church of the holy church of the holy sepulcher where you know that houses the area that jesus was crucified and his tomb and then um, made our way to... Well, can we just stop right there and say, we started the podcast letting you know that today was a little interesting, but we we lost someone today. In Old City, Jerusalem. That was... One a, lost sheep. It was, it was a... Yeah, I'm telling you uh. right now that... It was it was really a panicky moment. Praise the Lord. We prayed that Lord, we we don't know what we're gonna do if we can't find her. She and was gone for several hours. And she's yes. like, I wasn't gone at all. I'd gone and, and done exactly what I was supposed to do. I went and sat in the courtyard. She went to the wrong courtyard. <laughs> but ended up being got quite a ways away from us. Not exactly sure how she got separated, but 
thank the good Lord with yeah. some help of some of the locals. And uh, she didn't our, seem worried, which man. I would have been a mess. But she was separated from our group for over two hours. Yeah. And the problem was she had taken off her listening device. So we all wear this 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 listening system so we can hear our tour guide no matter where we're at. So we couldn't call out over the over the earpiece so she could hear. And she didn't have her phone. Yeah. And she was completely without any kind of communication. But we prayed about it and then boom. Yeah, so we prayer. got we all got to see the garden tomb together, which was amazing yeah. and take communion there mm-hmm. too and um so it and was i just, got the pictures i was looking for i know so i my my grandpa and my dad were here in like the 80s yeah late 70s early 80s somewhere in there and they both had a picture coming out of the garden tomb well when i went in 2017 i tried to do the exact same pose and and uh and, and I you got didn't, it. yeah. And then, so when we got there, I had my two boys do the exact same pose coming out of the garden tomb. And oh, so when cool. we put all the pictures together, we're going to have, uh, so what is that, four different generations? Yeah. So yeah. my grandpa, so the boys, great grandpa, their grandpa, their dad, and themselves. Four generations, same pose, all coming out of the same tomb. Yeah. I can't wait till we finish that picture. Yeah. And then we did the farewell dinner. Yeah. And just wrapped that up and said goodbye. We just said goodbye to the group that's First flying group. home before us we're flying home in the morning and it and has been an amazing trip then we suckered abby into doing a little <laughs> podcast so it's like 1 p.m you guys's time but it's like or 2 10 2 p.m their time it's 10 p.m our time i don't know but it's late and we just wanted to share with you guys that we've had a, an incredible trip you need to come. Everybody yeah. needs to come and, and walk in the footsteps of Jesus. Our trip f- felt more like running in the footsteps of Jesus. <laughs> we we haven't even told you half of the places that we went oh. to visit. But, Abby, final thought. What uh, Sum up the trip for, for you. Um, for me, like drinking from a fire hydrant. Like, yeah. I feel like I need three weeks to now go read Mm-hmm. the scriptures and read about these places and really absorb all of this that I've taken in. But overall, there were a couple moments where it just hit me like instantly in my throat, like mm-hmm. Jesus was here. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, it, like you said, it brought the Bible to, to life, full color, 3D. You'll never read anything about the Sea of Galilee the same way. Ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so a lot of things like you know when you drive when you drive around Jerusalem you see a lot of rock mm-hmm. and it, I kept, a lot of stone I kept, around here that's why it's still here I kept thinking J- Jesus words the wise man built his house on the rock mm-hmm. the rains mm-hmm. came and, the, and it did not break but the foolish man built his house on the sand mm-hmm. now isn't that different now after being here in Jerusalem doesn't that Talking about hills and valleys and a city on a hill and uh-huh. doesn't that There's just hit so different much. now? Yeah. Yeah. Even the little things like by the Sea of Galilee, Jesus got in the boat and crossed the other side. Can't yeah. you visualize that so easily? Jesus went up on a mountaintop to pray, and it was the middle of the night, and he saw the disciples, you know, struggling against the wind waves, and he went out there and walked out to them. Can't you visualize that happening? Mm-hmm. I can. Kirsten, sum it up. What your trip and, and sum up your experience. I just, I mean, I, I'm excited, like Abby said, to go back and read things and be able to like now picture it. Like I said, I'm a visual learner, so I feel like 
being able to like connect those dots Mm -hmm. and be able to read it and go, I was there. I'm excited to go back and reread the story of um, the week of Jesus being arrested and um, going to the cross because I feel like now I can, we walked down the Via Della Rosa today and I filmed, you know, even just the street. I know it's not the exact same stones anymore, but to be on that street and to walk down it and know that Jesus, you know, carried his cross, the cross for us down that street Mm -hmm. to me it was kind of an overwhelming experience and then to end that day at the tomb where he walked out of three days later that was just it was just this i can't believe i'm standing and or touching or seeing a, a place where jesus was and um so yeah it's just i'm excited to go back and reread and just kind of experience it now visually for me this was my second trip over here and i described it this way it's like going to see a movie for the second time you you enjoy it but you pick up a lot more details so so i was picking up things that i've missed or didn't quite connect but i've learned a lot since the first trip so the second time around i was like oh yeah 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 and and it made a whole lot more sense to me just like watching a movie for the second time but what i really loved is seeing it through your eyes and through neil and brock's eyes seeing it the first time and just all the people that came seeing it through their eyes for the first time that gave me a ton of joy and um and i think in future trips if the lord if the lord opens the door for us to do that I think that's what I will get the most out of going is seeing other people experience it for the first time. Mm-hmm. And it's like seeing it through your kids' eyes, you know, it's like I know what's coming and I found myself saying this a lot. Oh man, you guys haven't seen nothing yet. Mm-hmm. This was cool, but wait, or and going to a site and going, What you're gonna see as we cross through these doors is gonna blow your mind away. Mm-hmm. And so I really got a lot of joy out of that. So, you know, it's been a wonderful trip. I am ready to go home. Um, you know, it's it's long enough, and I am ready to eat something besides lamb. Oh my and word! Hummus, hummus pita. and pita. <laughs> now Abby's in heaven. Abby, Abby said she been... can eat this way every day. I love it. I mean, all the the food is so colorful. It is every single meal. It's but I'm so sorry, colorful. they serve square eggs at the breakfast table, <laughs> <laughs> and they don't serve butter at dinner. That just because it's not oh, kosher. Boy. So what did we do every morning at breakfast? We we snagged, smuggled we smuggled, <laughs> smuggled butter packets butter to dinner, of, and we smuggled them into dinner. And you know, it's of butter laundry. I know felt guilty. When we started like, doing that. I noticed a trend starting around our group. I, I, I don't know how many half our group was smuggling butter every morning. Mike, do you have a butter bag? <laughs> hey, everybody, get your butter before we left. Hey, before we left breakfast, everybody, get your butter. <laughs> no, yeah. it it is true. There is a lot of colorful food. Mm-hmm. It, the The food has been beautiful and, for the most part, very tasty. Very tasty. But it's this for the most part, it's been the same thing every day. So we're ready to go back and have something. I need a cheeseburger made out of real meat. <laughs> Did you know they don't serve cheese at the 
McDonald's for cheeseburgers. I know. I'd never make it it's here. It's not kosher. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, um, I've really enjoyed doing this uh, little bonus episode of Under the Hood and um, of our of our of our Holy Land experience. And uh, one day, Lord willing, you'll get to go walk in the footsteps of Jesus too. That's all for today's show. We want to thank our amazing producer, Abby O'Brien. Be sure to check out our show notes and the links for things that we talked about today. And don't forget to subscribe. Thanks for joining us on Under Under the the Hood. Hood. Not a car show.